with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sandra Claremont with you for the next hour, chatting about lots of stuff happening in the world and right here in Prince George. With me in the studio is Reg and Steve on the board. Good morning. Happy fall. First day of fall, Reg. Yeah, it arrived uh, about nine uh, six thirty this morning officially. Yes, and it looks like a typical Prince it, George fall day. It's very much a fall day out there. Very for sure. foggy. Yeah, and uh, that's actually a good sign, which means that it's going to be warmer today than you know when you get that fog overnight. It's because you had a, a fairly decent uh, amount of heat during the day the pre the day before. So that's kind of a good good news thing. But yeah, it's it's. It's that time of year. It is. Sort of it was about it. two degrees where I'm at, so I'm kind of thinking that's it for any type of planting. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> getting cold fast. Yeah, I think that those frosty mornings are upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we can start off with, uh, I guess, the biggest thing that's happening right now is, yep, election. We're not talking about the one south of the border either. Yeah, I was going to say, that one's been going on for a while. <laughs> Crazy, that, isn't it? That, goes, that, that runs about four-year cycles. <laughs> yes, you get, you get elected, it's, and then elected you're basically and you start, campaigning. Start running for the next yeah. one. Uh, yeah, a bit of a surprise, but uh, and uh, a little bit of a di- disappointment, I think. Um, and that's insofar as, at least from my viewpoint, uh, just terrible, terrible timing. And you know, if I was if I was a political advisor for for John Horgan and his party, I would say no, 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 hold out a year, don't don't get anyone upset because you decided to hold a an election during a pandemic, and just let people know that that that's what you're doing. You yeah. know, you're holding to your guns that we're we're in the midst of a crisis right now. Let's wait a year. Let's do our normal when we're supposed to be voting instead of doing this uh, this vote, which is obviously to take advantage of the fact that he's pretty pretty popular in the yeah, polls right now. Yeah, I think now. it's a big gamble. I think that it's um, mm-hmm. listening to a few poli size talk about it. It's it is a big gamble yeah. trying to uh, get a majority and looking at some of the writings, most of them, of course, that are important are considered to be in the lower mainland. Um, yeah. That they're kind of trying to figure out exactly where they they think they're going to pick up these seats, and I guess a lot of it has to do with they think they can pick up those green seats on the island. But, maybe, uh, yeah. Maybe. Well, and that's that's the main reason they're doing it is because the Greens are a little bit uh, disorganized right now with the new leader and mm-hmm. everything. But he's disappointed them now. Yes, well, exactly. I mean, the that was the uh, the whole idea between the coalition between uh, the NDP and the Green was that they'd be able to govern for four years, and now he's decided oh, three's enough. Yeah, so now looking at what that's going to look like in this COVID world, a longer um, voting time. It looks like it's obviously not going to happen over just one day. And then there's mail-in votes as well. So um, talking about making sure there's social distance. But I think there's also going to be people that really don't want to have to be going through all this. So I think it is a gamble to think that there won't be maybe some sour grapes with some of the voters thinking, why are you putting us through this? Well, well, that's that's exactly right, and that's kind of the gamble. But uh, up here, it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mike and Shirley are pretty solid in their writings, and so this just adds to their their popular vote, I would think. Uh, and the the hard thing from uh, 
living in Prince George is you don't really know what the what the feeling is like in the lower mainland. Yeah. Are they just as PO'd as we are or do they not really care? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that will that will come out in the polls and that's that's where it'll be an interesting election to see just how what upset. kind of percentage are not going to vote. Well, that too. Yeah. yeah. I think that's going to be higher than normal. Yeah, I it, think it'll, so too. It, it will, uh, I would think it would be the least, uh, the, the lowest turnout in history, I would, I would imagine, because uh, especially, say, a riding like uh, the, the Prince George ridings, it's pretty much a given, so why bother? I think maybe he's banking on the fact that if it is a lower turnout, the people that are going to make the effort to vote are going to be people that are maybe the unhappiest. And he's banking on the fact that if people are happy about how things have been going and how they've been um, dealing with the pandemic and the things that they put into place, that they will, those people be like, well, it's fine. Mm -hmm. And they won't go and vote. Right. And so it depends but on that, what, what are the big issues yeah, on the table. But that actually hurts him then. <laughs> I'm still trying because to understand his punchline. British Columbians need stability. Right. So uh, to contribute to the stability, let's go to the polls a year the... earlier than we need to. Yeah. Uh, and th there's been no sign that his government was in trouble. So uh, is the stability the fact that you still have to deal with the Green Party? Yeah. If that is, well, well I, have, I have a theory. Okay. Um Prior, just prior to the snap election, we had what? He had six people announce that they won't be seeking re-election, one being his finance minister. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, is, this, is this just to, to cover that because um, he's losing you, that kind you, of body? So you figure there was some internal problems that were getting worse and worse? Well, it, it could be. But by the same token... The only reason they made those announcements was because they knew there was going to be an election called, right? Yeah. It's it's that. Well, he also said that um, uh, British Columbia Health Authority and uh, elections, the elections, uh, B BC elections, BC. have worked very very hard to get this together. So they've already worked really hard over a period of time. And then he announces the snap election. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how long has this been going on? No, exactly. And, Million and, dollar question. And it was what less than two weeks ago that he said that he would. That was the farthest thing from his from mind. his mind. Yeah. Well, then how are they working so hard on it? So one thing that I'd also heard in regard to what could be on the table, um, a lot of it in regard to the COVID situation, is the BCTF mm -hmm. and um, how the teachers union may feel about how school was rolled out. Right. So, um, you know, concerns about um, the health of the teachers, why over the summer months um, there was all that time to figure out how to socially distance or maybe put in an, um, a composite of in-class or online teaching and none of that was done. Um, so there could be some dissatisfaction in that regard. So again, right. definitely a gamble. Well, from the teacher's end of things, is is it not the local school boards that are responsible for a lot of that? It's not really a provincial thing, is it? Mm -hmm. Money-wise, maybe, on yeah, how much yeah, money is doling out. How because much money is available, for sure. Yeah, the online portion, from what I had read, mm -hmm. is that that would have definitely increased the costing, of course, of doing 
back to school with a hybrid of allowing parents to either or to keep kids home that maybe could use the online format easier than perhaps other kids who maybe they're rural or don't have access to, you know, high speed Internet or that type of thing. So there's a lot there as well as the child care um, promise about the $10 a day daycare that hasn't come to fruition. Yeah, but again, why would you call an election with those problems out there? Why wouldn't you take that extra year to try to fix some of those issues? Was there was an, an election back east in the mm-hmm. Maritimes? I'm sorry, I can't exactly remember where, but New um, yeah, and they they said that they everyone was watching that to see how that worked because it was kind of the first but then election again, during you've COVID. You've got a whole new territory. Uh, New Brunswick is so so different and spread, right? Yeah. So if you know. maybe he was looking, or if another politician is looking, how that went there might be a feeling like it was worth the gamble. I don't know. Well, now he's got the Teachers Federation uh, angry mm-hmm. because they got to go, like, if you're going to use our gyms and that for voting, we got extra cleaning. We got to go through all this again, right? So Yeah. So is... They're is, on the warpath. Yeah, definitely. Lots of things on that front. Yeah. Um, and, it, well, I, I'm a bit of a, a political junkie. I love, I love elections. Uh, although I could do without the fiasco that is south of the border because it just goes on forever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I find it quite interesting, uh, one, the fact that he would call it, and it'll be really interesting come election day to see what actually happens. Yeah, it is uh, pretty amazing. It, it, yeah, it's it's a month away, so there's still plenty that, that can happen uh, as far as... Uh, what the different parties are going to say, what their stances are going to be, and that sort of thing. Um, I think the la- last thing I saw from the Liberals was uh, they're going to spend some money, is what they're promising. So Yeah, speaking of money, yeah, 600 to $700 million for the tower at the hospital. Yeah. That's a big announcement. It is a big announcement, and uh, I saw on, po- on Facebook uh, people saying, well, it's just a... A political uh, buying of votes but I looked at that and I thought well no if you're gonna spend money to buy votes you're gonna be spending it in ridings that are a little more likely to change hands to turn, yeah. right yeah uh, so I think it's it's very it's, it's great it's long overdue so. I think so too and it's, it's been in the works for so long that it yeah. seems I know they haven't announced an actual um, start date of construction mm-hmm. so but the fact that people won't have to travel down to Vancouver to have things like angioplasty or angiograms, yeah. that type of thing. And then, of course, the mental health addictions side of things will be, I think, very um, welcomed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely positive news. Uh, a bit of a political announcement in so far as uh, it shows you're doing something, right? So the timing, obviously, is... is uh, they probably could have announced it a year ago and it wouldn't have been that big a deal but now it's sort of like oh look at this they're still doing some good things i'm trying i'm looking at the footprint of the yeah. hospital and i'm trying to figure out logistically where that Where's goes because go? there's yeah. this tunnel that goes under and then of course you know the operating rooms etc right, yeah. so trying to visualize what that's going to actually look like and where yeah they're uh, they're running out of room in that uh, that little i don't uh, know maybe something has to get taken down i didn't say that though didn't say anything was no I, I don't yeah, it may be uh, one of those cases where they build over a parking lot and then tear down something. Maybe. 
perhaps. Yeah. But uh, with the lack of rooms right now, I, I can't see them uh, eliminating any of the square footage they have currently. I saw a few comments wondering whether or not this tower would also have a helipad, which brings up the whole discussion on having that service here yeah. in the north, which it's kind of surprising that we don't, considering how far yeah, we are from Yeah, the amount of territory that we have to cover, yeah. uh, that air service yeah. would be phenomenal. But Surprised that after all these years, I mean, that's been campaigned over, you know, different times, mm -hmm. the last, what, 10, 12, 15 years even? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's actually um, completely surprising to me. But obviously, if there's nowhere to land a helicopter, but... Maybe this might uh, yeah. maybe this might lend something where there's a bit well, more momentum with that. Yeah, there has been a lot of uh, a lot of push for that in our region, and it makes uh, way more sense here than uh, probably anywhere else in the province because we are so far like like the rural rural areas in Prince George. It's such huge distance from to the to the main hospital areas, uh, even. Even outside of Prince George, you know, Fort St. John mm -hmm. covers a large region of, of uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that I think they, they, they have to look at. Well, maybe this might spark um, renewed, um, not interest, but maybe a little bit of a renewed push into having that looked at again and get some funding for it. Yeah. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, why not incorporate it into a new construction? Yeah, I don't know what it would entail to actually be able to land something on top of a tower. They'd probably have to have some forethought on that, I would think. Well, it would definitely be uh, a solid construction, <laughs> obviously, <hope>. right? I mean, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm pretty sure whatever goes into the building of the tower would have that capability. It wouldn't take that much more to, to boost it up to that. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, though, to see all the different changes in the even in the skyline, some of the construction that's happening downtown and construction mm -hmm. right next to us, by the way, which is kind of fun to watch every time we show up. There's and, a bit something kind of, done. <laughs> kind of annoying with Very the loud. <laughs> They're quiet right now, though. Yeah, it's, it's not too bad this morning. Maybe on a coffee break. And with yeah. that, we'll be back. Hi, this is The Wolfman. CFIS FM's weekly shows dedicated to local musicians are changing on the schedule. Homegrown will now be at 8 p.m. on Saturday, and Homegrown Light will stay at 1 p.m. on Wednesday. Both shows feature music and interviews from local artists performing and recording in our area. Homegrown features a mix of heavier sounds, and Homegrown Light focuses on the softer sounds on the Prince George music scene. Check them out. Homegrown, Saturday night at 8, and Homegrown Light, Wednesday afternoon at 1. Only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Si vous avez présenté une demande d'indemnisation pour des sévices subis dans un pensionnat indien, sachez que les dossiers de votre demande sont protégés. Ils seront détruits en septembre 2027, à moins que vous ne choisissiez de les conserver ou de les partager. Pour en savoir davantage, composez le numéro sans frais 1-877-635-2648 ou consultez le site mesdocumentsmonchoix.ca. The Canadian Centre for Occupational Health and Safety has some tips for people operating a restaurant during the current pandemic. Among the suggestions, promote home delivery, pre-ordering or curbside pickup. Use signs and markings to control the flow of people in the restaurant. Limit the number of customers allowed in at one time and provide a waiting area outside with markers designated safe physical distancing. And remove large condiment containers from tables, replacing them with single-use items. For more tips on pandemic-related health and safety, go to ccohs.ca. 
Forecast from Environment Canada. A mix of sun and cloud today. Wind from the northwest at 20 this afternoon, a high of 16. Tonight, partly cloudy, becoming cloudy near midnight with wind from the southeast at 20, gusting to 50. 40% chance of showers overnight and a low of 9. More showers on Wednesday, gusting southeast winds continuing and a high of 11. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George. You're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. We were talking before the break about all the new things happening around the world and here, and especially the election and the new um, tower at the hospital. And, of course, all well, that has to do with the news, and we have COVID in the works, yeah. and well, you've we got some updates. Well, we were talking specifically, we were talking a little bit about uh, uh, back to school and the teachers and that sort of thing. And so far, our numbers in northern B.C. aren't as bad as I think a lot of people thought they might be this far into the school year. Uh, three new cases... Uh, yesterday announced and current active cases are 30 and I think I've only heard of one school in northern BC so far that has had um, like a kind of an issue yeah so I believe far. that was down in the Quinell area the school okay yeah. I thought there was one maybe there was a couple maybe. I thought there was one up in yeah. Fort St. John or Dawson Creek Dawson Creek I think okay and anyway, we did have one death so there's uh, and there's yeah another yeah. death so two confirmed deaths uh, which uh, out of 255 cases, so our death rate uh, per case is Percent? below 1%. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, so far the numbers haven't skyrocketed like I think some people thought they would, but they're still up there. So yeah, yeah you definitely have to watch out for that. Yeah. And then uh, kind mm-hmm. of almost adding to the problem this past week was all the smoke we had to mm. deal with. I uh, I was having trouble breathing, and I had to realize, yeah, it's just all this smoke in the right? air. Right, yeah, and, and the sore throat that goes along with all yeah, the smoke in the Yeah, and, you know, sort of hunkering down inside to try to keep away from the smoke, and mm-hmm. and that's not good for you, so it's kind of, a, kind of a pain, but luckily we got a little bit of wind and a little bit of rain, and it uh, looks like... Uh, fairly clear sailing for a while anyway. And how are things? Did you look and see how they are south of the border when I it comes to the fires? I haven't, but um, as, the, um, as the President of the United States predicted, it is getting cooler. Yeah, that solves everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we'll see how that pans out in the long run. <clears throat> All anyway, right. So on that is, note, uh, yeah. Today is an interesting day. They've decided that it is the Day of Visibility for the entertainment and events industry. They've been hit hard. Oh, huge. And no real end in sight at this point. Yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, like, we've we've heard quite a bit about restaurants, and they were hit hard, but nowhere near as hard as as the events industry because you just can't hold an event. Yeah. Uh, Well, I shouldn't say can't hold an event. You can't hold an event of any kind of magnitude. Sig- yeah, significant numbers. Yeah. If right. you're going to put on an event that you yeah. are going to actually make some money at, oh, yeah. as far as an entertainment uh, venue goes, uh, you you can't do that. A summer uh, show, for example, right? You've got uh, yeah. at least a cast well, of 50 to more, depending on how many are backstage. You need to at least, if you're having musicians, you've got all of that to deal with. Yeah. And then you have to think, how many shows can I do and how many butts and seats do I have to have yeah, to make well, this actually so I don't lose my shirt? Well, you're you're talking about uh, uh, theater production. Theater, that's theater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then you look at concerts as well, uh, yeah. where if you're bringing in any kind of substantial act, 
you have to fill yeah. a Coliseum yeah. or a CN Center or whatever yeah. the venue is. There's all to, the costs associated with doing that. Yeah. You need to you need to recoup your cost and also maybe put a little bit of something on your table. Yeah, right? exactly. If you don't uh, at least half fill the uh, the venue, you're yeah. you're not going to be making any money, and yeah. you can't physically distance if you're doing 50%. So It's interesting because I know in Kelowna, they have done some small theater events. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the theater there is about 350 seats mm-hmm. and they're doing a 50. You know what I mean? So they're right. actually, like the movie theater here, blocking off seats so they do have the socially distanced yeah. audience yeah. and then keeping the cast super, super small. Um, so, I mean, but then we're looking at if you're not paying rights and you're not having to have um, yeah. like people working backstage doing all of the backstage stuff that you need, like lights and yeah. sound and everything else. And then individual artists as well, like the musicians that are in our community yeah. are just sitting there now going, well, a lot of what do we doing, do? Yeah, a lot have been doing stuff online, but that doesn't pay any bills, <clears throat> yeah. right? Uh, and there has been, uh, there have been some performances at the farmer's markets. Uh, but again, that's outside. Not, yeah. yeah, well, it's outside. Yeah, but it's it's not uh, not a big money maker. You can't uh, you can't be going to the pubs at, yeah. at this point uh, performing for uh, you know hundred people or so. So that's a bit of a drawback. Uh, there are two nonprofit organizations in town that are putting on shows. And uh, the first coming up is the symphony orchestra, right? And they've uh, they've changed how they're doing it. In so far as it's not Vanier Hall, they will be at the uh, Prestige Treasure Cove Resort with their new ballroom, mm-hmm. which will enable them to set up fifty seats, uh, physically distanced, and instead of just doing the one show on a weekend, it'll be four different shows. So they found a way to do that, but uh, when we talk about making money from a, a show, the that's a nonprofit, yeah. and they just have to make sure they they cover their expenses and they're good, right? So uh, there's that aspect of it, and then there's Theater Northwest, which has uh, a, a cut their season back to just two, and they're gearing up for the f- uh, spring, right? Fingers crossed that they'll be able to do more than just 50 people in their uh, theater at that point. So yeah, and I think, we'll wasn't it, um, Dr. Bonnie Henry had said, I believe, that this is a phase five doing this form of entertainment, okay. right? Where that's a phase yeah. five. So yeah. the looking forward at that, it's really daunting, I think, to, no, to sit sure. there and think of, and then of course, you know, personally, I believe arts feel uh, feed the soul. And yeah. so there's a whole aspect of people that may not be um, in the arts as far as producing it or performing it, but the people that actually enjoy seeing it and what it brings to them, that's mm-hmm. all just in this hiatus. No, uh, for sure. And uh, being able to get out, uh, this might be a bit of a boon for the symphony orchestra to reach out to uh, people that perhaps wouldn't normally go to the symphony uh, because they will have some shows on, mm-hmm. and uh, all the protocols are in place to to make sure that it's safe, right? Uh, the interesting part with the symphony, if uh, if anyone goes and takes that in, will be to see how they set up the orchestra, because that's a huge amount of people in and of itself. 
Is it a full orchestra or is it a scaled down orchestra? I think it might be scaled down, but still. It's still going to be enough to yeah. have the sound that you need. You need to be able to yeah, yeah produce that whole uh, whatever yeah. piece there. My thought would on, be right? is that maybe each section there would be less, but I'm I I don't know 100%. Yeah, yeah, it's tough to say. Yeah. There's a whole thing about wind instruments. I know that was a big thing, yeah. choirs, all this stuff about um you know the bottom and what you're yeah, yeah. actually projecting yeah well so. the the strings and the the percussion not a big deal but yeah when once you get into the trumpets yeah. and the, the the saxophone or whatever you're you're playing it uh, definitely a lot of uh a lot of verbosity when yes. it comes to your exhaling verbosity there that's you a go good, that's there a good go. word all right and with that we'll be back one of the many services suspended due to COVID-19 has now returned. Drop-off customer recycling is once again available at London Drugs. Beverage containers, soft plastics, flexible plastics, and styrofoam are once again returnable to London Drugs. Local outlets may have restrictions on daily customer quantities and may have to temporarily stop taking returns from time to time. But recycling is back at London Drugs. For more information about the London Drugs sustainability initiatives and what can be recycled at stores, visit greendeal.ca. A section of Dominion Street is closed until the end of the month. The closure is for crews to connect the new downtown pool to water and storm facilities. During this time, Dominion Street will be closed from 5th to 7th Avenues, but there will be sidewalk access for pedestrians. Motorists are asked to use alternate routes and please follow all on-street signage as well as directions from road crews. Once again, Dominion Street is closed from 5th to 7th Avenues until the end of September. The City of Prince George and School District 57 have reopened all civic and school playgrounds in the Prince George area. Both the City and School District encourage parents to ensure their children are adhering to provincial recommendations concerning physical distancing, proper hygiene, and limiting gatherings to fewer than 50. Washroom facilities have also been reopened in city parks with enhanced cleaning protocols in place. As well, fenced dog parks are available for use. For more information, visit the City's website, PrinceGeorge.ca. The Elder Citizens Recreation Association is providing takeout lunches weekdays between 11.30 and 1. There is a different meal each day and each meal is $6. Pie when available is $2.50 and you can get soup and a bun for $3. Frozen meals and soups are also available. Social distancing is in place and masks are encouraged. Find the monthly menu on their Facebook page. Takeout lunches available weekdays at the Elder Citizens Recreation Association on 10th Avenue between Vancouver and Winnipeg. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. We were talking about the Day of Visibility for the Arts and Entertainment, and I guess just to kind of um, finish that topic up a bit about what you can do, I'm thinking in one small way with some of the artists that normally perform, a lot of them do have music that's available for you to purchase, um, that would be one small way that you can reach out and support your arts community, yep. Reg. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, we've, uh, we, we have a feature that we run called On Stage, the On Stage Spotlight, mm-hmm. which has, to, has uh, transformed quite a bit because there are no on stage performances going on to promote. Uh, so we have been promoting 
local artists who have just released some new material, like Rick Stavely, the uh, Ebbs put out their first single, uh, and other artists that have done these things uh, that aren't performing mm-hmm. live, but have a new product out there available. Uh, but the one thing that we have also incorporated, and this is kind of a, a way that industry has changed somewhat, is that you are seeing a lot of performances online from artists in conjunction with different events. Like we have the uh, BC Music Awards coming up. There will be a lot of performances involved in that that you'll be able to watch online. Uh, and these are these are events that normally you would never take part in because in order to do that, you would have to go to whatever venue they were doing the event at. Mm-hmm. But since they're not doing it that way, you can just dial in and see the performances. Right. Uh, another example is uh, Canada Music Week is coming up, and they do, uh, it's a Jim Beam talent search. Okay. And uh, again, they can't do these performances at the different venues across the country, so they are doing eight different performances, eight consecutive days, starting in Vancouver, working away their way across the country to promote these uh, fairly new artists that are vying for this uh, this talent search that they do. So again, something that you normally wouldn't get a chance to take a look at, yeah. you're able to do. I think about that with um, Broadway and with the National Theatre because mm-hmm. they both did that. Um, I was fortunate enough to see Hamilton in New York City, which was amazing. And then, you know, during this whole thing, um, Disney actually took the Hamilton production that was was filmed and they put it up. So here's a whole bunch of people that if you couldn't go to New York City for whatever reason, especially during now a a pandemic, you now have the opportunity to watch something that was the biggest hit on Broadway for years yeah. As well as the National Theatre uploading and putting their performances. Um, Frankenstein was one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, there was a Streetcar Named Desire. All of these amazing um, performances that you would not have seen if yeah. it wasn't for yeah. this. So, um, I don't want to, maybe a positive impact that this had. Well, a positive impact that you get this kind of exposure. Another good example of uh, the CIBC run for The Cure, a lot of those type events. Uh, are doing uh, individual, like you can participate in the event, but it's not everyone gathering in the same place. Right. You just decide where you're going to do your run and you do your run. But in co- in uh, in conjunction with that, they often do, or at least in the case of the CIBC Run for the Cure, uh, on, I think it's, what is it, two, the 4th, Octo- October 4th. They'll, they'll what be doing, that Sunday, I think yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, they'll be doing the uh, opening ceremonies virtually with okay. performances from the Bare Naked Ladies, Carolyn Don Johnson, oh, uh, yeah. Jess Moskaluk. 8.30, you dial in and you catch the opening ceremonies. So again, you get to see these artists that you would never see performing in Prince George right. as part of the event. Uh, one, of the, one of the things, though, that we haven't talked about as far as... Uh, the entertainment industry is uh, to put on those aspects you do need sound and lighting but you don't need ushers you don't need concessionaires you don't need all these other support staff mm-hmm. that you would have 
in a venue when you put on an event. So there's that other that other aspect of that. Uh, uh, like if you watch the uh, NHL playoffs, the games are going ahead, and it looks great. And then you think about all the people that aren't working because there's no no fans there. Right. Right. So there's that part that. Uh, you know, while your sound people and other um, other individuals that are needed to put mm-hmm. on the uh, production yeah. might be getting some money out of it, there's a whole other raft of people that don't get a dime because there's no no fans. Think about an NHL game by you're just saying the ushers, uh, concession, yeah. security, security, parking, parking. There's yeah, it goes on and on and on. Yeah, and plus just the uh, spinoffs from that in the in the hotels and uh, taxis, mm-hmm. restaurants, all these things that would be. Uh, active just because there's a, a, a playoff uh, NHL playoff game, and the same thing would apply for a concert or a theater production, yeah. right? So, it, it's quite the uh, quite the huge deal. It is, and hopefully, I mean, it's one of those things. It is a million dollar question because there is no end in sight of when we will get that level of things back. Yeah. So it's um, and right now, I think uh, there's still a concert booked for CN Center and uh, I, I think it was January I think were, it is January yeah so that one again uh, they had originally it was going to be uh, July 1st then they postponed it to which uh, one is it January that's that's headstones headstones okay. and uh, yeah what, what's the name of the tour do you remember yeah, yeah. I'd have to go find the poster but anyway, so uh, and a similar thing happened. We we had the diamonds scheduled for March, and we postponed that till November. And then, you know, we've had Who to knows? postpone it again. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping next spring, but you don't know until you get you know a few months away from it whether you're going to be able to do that. Yeah, indeed. Even if you look at something like that January concert. How many people can make it viable if you still have to have certain protocols in place? Well, again, it's the type of thing where uh, with that particular concert, even the July 1st date, they waited till the last minute before they said, okay, we can't do this, and then they postponed it. So uh, same thing will happen with the January date is probably December, they'll be able to look at it and decide, okay, (laughs) we can't can't do this we'll have to postpone it again so talk about entertainment when we come back a few things about the emmys in case you watch them Mm -hmm. all right le point de vue des canadiens est important aidez-nous à faire la lumière sur la discrimination prenez cinq minutes pour participer à la collecte de données sur l'expérience de la discrimination de statistique canada visitez le www.statcan.gc.ca participe et cliquez sur le bouton Participer maintenant. Les résultats profiteront tant aux particuliers qu'aux collectivités partout au Canada. The Canadian Centre for Environment Canada, a mix of sunshine and rain. 
Arrange seating to maintain physical distancing. Keep attendance lists to help in contact tracing if necessary. And review activities offered to see if it is safe to offer them. For more tips on pandemic-related health and safety, go to ccohs.ca. In the wake of Black Lives Matter and protests across North America, there is some good news for people who want to help, but are not sure how. Canada Helps has launched their Black Solidarity Fund that consists of more than 40 charities from across Canada working on a number of areas, including social services, economic opportunities, mental health supports, advocacy and access to education. There are also charities preserving and celebrating Black art, heritage and culture. For more information about the Black Solidarity Fund, go to canadahelps.org. Forecast for Environment Canada. A mix of sun and cloud today. Winds in the northwest at 20 this afternoon, a high of 16. Tonight, partly cloudy, becoming cloudy near midnight with winds from the southeast at 20, gusting to 50. 40% chance of showers overnight and a low of 9. More showers on Wednesday, gusting southeast winds continuing and a high of 11. You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. COVID-19 has definitely made things a lot different in regard to entertainment like we were talking about and watching the Emmys. I watched a little bit of it on Sunday night and again, like everything else, a lot different than it used to be. Did you catch any of it? No. No. Did you read anything about it? Well, I saw the headlines that uh, Schitt's Creek, the Canadian production... Cleaned up. Kicked a butt. Cleaned up. It was absolutely wonderful to watch. Um, Yeah. You know, it definitely was this little engine that could, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Or did you watch Schitt's Creek? Uh, I've seen bits of it, but I've okay. never actually sat and watched a, a whole episode. Um, it it, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, Corner Gas. I thought the same thing, and so I wasn't which I, watching which it. Which I really loved, but yeah. I haven't, uh, I haven't dialed Gass. in. Love Corner Gas. Yeah. I think what helps sometimes with these shows is the fact that it came out um, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. What was it? you know, streaming, that you could actually just sit there and binge it. Yeah. Like everyone seemed to be doing during the beginnings of the pandemic. Yeah. And, and so then you can basically just get lost in it. And, you know, as opposed to waiting every week for a new episode. Yeah. So watching all four of the actors, that was a record that never happened before. Hmm. So um, best actor, best actress, supporting actor and actress um, went to the whole cast, which has never happened before for that type of a cleanup. Um, so it was really interesting to watch. I did try to watch a little bit of it with Jimmy Kimmel um, in an empty auditorium on stage. And man, as a comedian, I think it must be so difficult oh, to sure. try to perform to nobody. It yeah. was it was semi-painful, I think. Um, I don't know what other people thought, but it was just as rewarding to watch all the Instagram clips of all of the acceptance speeches of the people that you you know, really were cheering on or the, yeah, or yeah. the flicks that you really liked. Another one that really did well was Watchmen. Okay. Did you watch that one? No. I think it's at HBO, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. They were nominated for 26. I think wow. they got 14. You actually might like the, that show, right? It's, it's like a superhero, yeah. but oh, dark... Okay. Darker, I guess? It's, it's dark, yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list of, of ones to watch, as well as Succession. Okay. And that one's kind of like a family, um, what do you call it? like a uh, like a mogul kind of a family that's, yeah. 
you know, and all the inner big kind money. of yeah, big money, and then you know, succession. Um, yeah. I guess maybe everyone jockeying to see who. So I want that one as well. I have that one on my list, and the other record, or I guess first time was Zendaya, who is in the show Euphoria. She's uh-huh. the youngest Emmy winner. She won Best oh. Female Actress in um, a Dramatic um, Series. So those are a couple of takeaways from the Emmys this year. I mean, awards are funny, right? I mean, they're so subjective. Oh, and for sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. uh, it's kind of like saying, you know, what's, what's your favorite color? Because everyone's going to have a different idea of what their favorite thing is. Yep. But, and and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting with uh, Netflix now because uh, the pandemic really plays into to, to Netflix being the entertainment spotlight now. Oh, yeah. Right? Because you, you can't go to the theater like you used to. I mean, it's open now, but yeah. it's, it's limited seating and, and there's not as many movies to choose from. Of course, there never has been in Prince George really. for ages. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and and your normal television, uh, it's just it, it's totally changed now. Yeah, where you do, you, you, I, I, the uh, Netflix just got the series um, Cobra Kai. Yeah, recently, which has really got rave reviews. Oh, I know, I, and I and I was watching it back when it was on YouTube. Oh, right, yeah. And I and I rewatched the first two ep- ep- uh, first two seasons, and yeah, with Netflix, it's not once a week you go and watch it. You sit down and you just yeah. watch. Just I think Ralph Mac- Macchio or Macchio. I think he's a vampire. Does a man ever age? He looks exactly uh, the same. He does <laughs> yeah. uh, quite a bit. Yeah, well, very youthful. Yes and no. I mean, yeah. when they do the flashbacks, you, you go, then okay, you yeah, it? he's he's definitely uh, quite uh, quite heavier than he was as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, definitely easy to... I don't know if it's a good thing to be able to binge, but, um, hey, when you can't leave the house... Yeah. Well, it's a series like that. I look at it this way. If uh, if, the, if an episode is, you know, a half hour to 40 minutes in length, three episodes, that's a, that's a movie. Or 10 episodes. Right? That's, you know, no big deal. Well, yeah, that's a whole day, <laughs> Then maybe though. you got a problem. <laughs> uh, a couple other... Uh, we talked about it last week, and it kind of brought me to thinking about a couple of ideas that I had or things that I've watched for discussion on Netflix. A uh, new one that just got um, uploaded, Ratchet. And okay. it is the um, origin story of Nurse Ratchet. From oh, okay. one who flew over the cuckoo's yeah, nest. Yeah, yeah. It has Sarah Paulson as the um, as the main lead. Okay. Yeah. It's so visually amazing to watch. It's um, so saturated with the colors. Takes place in looks like about the fifties, I guess, late fifties. Oh, okay. um, it's obviously in an asylum type of um, atmosphere. Uh, the costuming is absolutely fantastic. I've watched two episodes. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty sure. graphic yeah. too. There's some pretty. So it's yeah. kind of a, a a prequel, a prequel to her character. Yeah, showing kind of um, how how that yeah. person became that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm the jury's still out when I'm what I'm actually feeling about it. So I might give it a couple of more watches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snowpiercer. That's another one. It was a movie. No piercing. Yeah, and the the movie was actually directed by the same fellow that did um, Parasite, that won the Oscar last year. Oh, okay. And they have a series on on Netflix now, so they had season one. Again, um, 
a little graphic. You know, I usually turn my head if it gets mm-hmm. a little bit too too kind of gross, you know, with right, right. people being stabbed or whatever. Uh, so that one's pretty good. And Marcella, that's actually a pretty good one as well. And that's a, a female cop. Um, okay. Yeah, British type of thing. So those are a few that I had. And one other that I wanted to talk about that is from a while back. It's called Trapped, and it's Icelandic. So all subtitled, and oh, it's okay. a murder yeah. mystery that happens in Reykjavik, like up in, right, in right. Iceland. So uh, acting is absolutely amazing, and you do lose the fact that you're reading subtitles. It just it just happens, and it's such an enjoyable thing to watch. A really murder, cool. A murder mystery in Iceland. Yeah. The volcano did it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's uh, take a quick break and come back. <laughs> The city of Prince George has contracted with a local organization to provide free graffiti removal and covering services in the downtown area. Staff with the Pounds Project Society are visiting businesses downtown to offer their services. Pounds has also been contracted to monitor the washrooms in Canada Games Plaza. Business operators wishing to take advantage of the graffiti removal project can call the city services centre at 311 or email 311 at princegeorge.ca. For more information on the graffiti removal program, visit princegeorge.ca. Most everyone knows not to drink and drive, and that even small amounts of alcohol can be risky. But do we really understand that drinking small amounts of alcohol during the pregnancy can be harmful for our growing baby, even in those early weeks before the pregnancy has been confirmed? Fetal Alcohol Spectrum Disorder. FASD is a lifelong disability that affects the brain and body of people who were exposed to alcohol in the womb. If you are pregnant or planning to be, please don't drink. There is no known safe time, safe type, or safe amount. We encourage you to see what's happening in your community to help reduce both the impact and the incidence of prenatal alcohol exposure. To learn more, please contact us at healthnexus.ca. Visit the bilingual FASD Ontario website or check out Canada's FASD Research Network. Spread the word. It's everyone's responsibility to help make pregnancies as healthy as they can be. A new public policy allows visitors to apply for a work permit without having to leave Canada. This temporary policy change benefits employers in Canada who continue to face difficulties finding the workers they need, as well as temporary residents who would like to contribute their labor and skills to Canada's recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. Instructions for the process are available at Canada.ca. Click Immigration and Citizenship, followed by Work, then Get a Work Permit, and finally, Temporary Workers. Prince George has a new dance society. Method Dance is a new non-profit performing arts organization providing a platform for contemporary dancers and choreographers. The company is currently comprised of four principal dancers, three core dancers, and two apprentices. Artistic director Shelby Richardson and her crew are excited to inspire and help local talent excel. For more information on Method Dance Society's projects, training, and community engagement, visit methoddance.ca. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Method Dance Society. Visit them online at methoddance.ca. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George, this is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, there may not be huge events and concerts, there still are things happening around Prince George. You have uh, something from the college? Well, uh, and this is uh, part of the aspect of COVID that I think is, is starting to change how we 
participate in things. And that uh, th this is uh, CNC. They're celebrating their 50th anniversary, and they're doing some planning for the next X number of years. And because of COVID, a lot of these type of projects are now reaching out virtually to uh, people in the community, right? So uh, if anyone has ideas about how CNC should progress, uh, they have a website you can go to cnc.bc.ca slash next 50 and you can uh, register to participate in one of their open sessions. They have one coming up Thursday evening from 5 to 6 and then again Saturday from 1.30 to 2.30. And that's just one example because we get a lot of uh, emails constantly about different events that are going on for nonprofits, uh, and a lot of times when it's a provincial uh, organization the events in Vancouver so we could put together an announcement that uh, say the schizophrenia society is holding their AGM uh, in Vancouver on this date but how many people are going to attend? Mm -hmm. But they but can now, now. Yeah, but now with COVID, it's it's all a matter of, uh, well, yeah, they're going to be holding it online this day. If you want to participate, sign up, right? So, yeah, it's quite a, uh, it's really changed how people can participate in, in things that they're passionate about, right? I think some events are going ahead as well with some social distancing protocols put into place. A small business fair taking place at the Roll the Dome, and that is on September the 27th, which I believe is Sunday? Sunday? Sunday. It's Sunday. Yep, yep. Uh, so again, um, something that you can actually go to. I'm not 100% sure what their protocols are going to be. I'm assuming it's going to be um, maximum cap on how many people can be in the Roller Dome, and then probably having those social distance rules. Um, not sure about uh, mask usage. The other one is that the Railway and Forestry Museum have a new exhibit called Where Are We Going? And that's going on from now until October 18th. Okay. So that may be kind of interesting. And lastly, I saw that the LEAP Women in Business program, so this is about women entrepreneurs, they've been meeting online and doing that type of Zoom type of thing mm -hmm. for a very long time now with COVID. They do have an event on September 24th. And if you want to learn more, you can contact Mary at cfdc.bc.ca. There you go. There you go. So speaking of uh, COVID and back to school as we were earlier... How's that going for your family at this point? Well, like I was saying before we hit air, um, I don't have to deal with a child that's going to school right now. Um, so I'm glad I don't have to enter into that debate or right. decision. So my son is going to UNBC for his first semester and he's taking a few courses and they're all online. And um, so far, so good. His, uh, his one class is done um, a couple of times a week with uh, his professor very much, you know, doing the Zoom with the whole class, with discussion and that type of thing. Um, but it is a little bit challenging for these kids. You know, it's not only their first um, start at university, which is completely different than high school. Yeah. It's also trying to navigate doing you know, searching through um, the website and figure out each professor has their own way of 
getting their their message out to these students, whether they're using one type of platform or another type of platform. So there's a lot of learning that's happening that's not just the learning of whatever subject they're taking. So um, so far, so good. But but yeah, it is it is definitely a big challenge for these kids, and they don't get to experience all the things that the university or going to college is. You know, you look forward to it because it's a lot about going through those hallways and meeting new friends and the clubs and the atmosphere. Yeah, no, for sure. Very much a social kind of thing. Uh, there are a few things that have opened up and are available now, and not the least of which is the Community Arts Council's Studio uh 2880 gift shop uh they're now open but it is uh only three days a week they're open tuesday wednesday thursday Mm -hmm. from 11 to 5 but that's uh if if you're missing your uh artisan gifts that you usually give to people you can now come and get those uh and amanika arts actually has got an exhibit on right now and guess who the exhibitor is Hmm. He's their Ragu? new. He, yeah, he's their new artist in residence, Ragu Lokanathan. Ah, I was right. Yay! And uh, we most people just know Ragu as a singer-songwriter, but he's got into the visual arts, and uh, his uh, his exhibit is on uh, right through till October the seventh on Wednesdays only. So Wednesday afternoons between one and five, you can go down there. And check out uh, Ragu as a visual artist. They're right at the end of 3rd, just before George Street, correct? On the uh, no, no, Victoria Street, uh, 369 Victoria. Oh. So they're on uh, Victoria okay. between 3rd and 4th now. Great, okay. Uh, they used to be down a different area. But. Right. And this is Spirit Month. Don't forget that. Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation. We were talking about the hospital and uh, possible expansions. Uh, I'm sure Spirit of North will be involved in equipment and and that sort of thing when they start to build that tower Uh, and there are a few things that you can take advantage of to help the spirit of the north for spirit month Uh, coming up on friday we talked about virtual events this friday they're doing their uh, wine lovers event virtually and it will be a virtual dinner and auction from six to nine I guess you need to register in advance for that. But also, all month long, Winston's refreshingly local feature menu. Whenever you go down to Winston's Mm -hmm. and you buy something off that menu, $5 gets donated to the Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation. So that's that's kind of cool. And uh, yeah, all the details available on their website, spiritofthenorth.ca. And hospice house lottery tickets are still available i don't know the cutoff date i don't have that information right in front of me but i just thought about it either i've seen that they're they're selling quite well so if you want to get one you better get one quick yeah so lots of ways that you can uh, help out yeah for sure i was thinking when you were talking about uh, ragu Mm -hmm. was that um i actually think out of all the uh, musicians I know, all of them do have a bit of an artistic talent. They yes. all seem to kind of dabble in all of those arts, whether it's visual or whether it's musical, that type of thing. So that's wonderful yeah. that he's showing that. And, and a lot of them uh, weren't tradi- didn't do that uh, normally, but it's sort of one of those things that they look at. Well, oh, maybe I should try this, and they just naturally. And are they good have at that it, natural right? ability. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, oh man, yeah. 
Well, I think we've covered lots of we've top, topics. We've had uh, hospital expansions and elections and COVID, of course, and entertainment and Netflix. Well, we do have one final thing to do. I, I went on Facebook here as we were getting underway, and, and one of the first things I notice is uh, we need to pass along some congratulations. Oh. Uh, Christine Heinzman. Yes. From the Prince George Citizen. Uh, she put up a post uh, after 12 years. Uh, Christine and Bob have gotten married. So. Oh, that's amazing. So congratulations, Congratulations. To I've known her for so many years. Worked with her at the SBCA when she was the host and I did the, the videoing. So there you so go. She's lovely. All right. Talk next week. For sure. All and right. uh, Alan will be in tomorrow after nine. Bye. After 9 is a daily presentation of CFIS-FM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Reg Fair, and Nathan Gita, with guest producer Neil Godbu of the Prince George Citizen. Additional contributors include CBC News and the National Campus and Community Radio Association. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. This is 93.1 CFIS-FM Prince George, proudly supported by community groups like the Heritage Free Presbyterian Church, 4020 Balsam Road.